You know, if you're a vampire stuck on a layover, your ass is toast. Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. All right, before we sink our teeth into tonight's movie, I got to let you know that tonight's episode is sponsored by Fight Camp. Are you looking for one of the most exhilarating and effective forms of home fitness? Fight Camp blurs the line between fitness and gaming. Getting stronger is hard work, but that doesn't mean it can't be fun, David. All right. They got uh, brain fitness. That's boxing that requires focus. Precise combination push you to think about every punch you're going to throw. It's the ultimate way to clear your mind and forget you're working out. Fight Camp brings the best workout in the world into your home and makes it fun. Explore thousands of workouts led by expert trainers that meet you on your every time. Or oh, I guess meet you on your own time. Live punch stats that motivate you to push harder and help you map out your progress. Knock out achievements or go head-to-head against other rivals from across the country or across the living room. Learn the basics and sharpen your skills over time through tailored paths. Join the biggest boxing community in the world without leaving your home with Fight Camp. Go to fightcamp.com forward slash binge watchers to learn more. David, get your butt over to fightcamp.com forward slash binge watchers. Figure out what kind of exercises you're going to learn from Fight Camp. Are you ready, David? Uh, you ready yeah. to go full more? Do they have like running away from a bully or I don't know? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, less than five. Get over there and find out, you know? It says thousands of classes, David. New workouts each week. You'll find oh, something nice. new. Can you explore different workout styles, links, trainers, difficulty levels, and more? You're never going to get bored, so I suggest you start typing right now on your little computer, even though you're podcasting, fightcamp.com <laughs> forward slash binge watchers. Yep. Yeah. Now back to the pod- podcast, which is starting kind of like right now. Um, what else is going on? Let's see. Home video headlines, and then we'll talk about tonight's vampire movie. That's right. I said it. You already know it's about vampires. Spoiler alert, tonight's all about vampires on video. On VHS, no less. Then ripped to a thing called Tubi, where we find like half our movies. Have you noticed this, Dave? It's like a running running theme. They're kicking some great content out on that Tubi. They are. They have like the most obscure catalog, which is awesome. Right now, I'm kind of whining, dying a bunch of AVOD channels, you know, ad-supported video on demand. Because I'm like, you know what? We're professional binge watchers. How come we're not professionally binge watching on your TV screen at home? You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? On one of those, like, can we channels, be like on Pluto shows. TV? Like, hey, you should watch this. Oh, yeah, that's a Pluto good one. TV comedy. <laughs> just have us like a little guy on the side. Just no, you should watch that one. Tonight's entire podcast will be just one giant suck fest commercial to try to get us on another network. No, that's good. Um, in reality, in home video headlines, the Never Ending Story is getting remade. I think Disney is remaking it. Yeah, I think it's a Disney property. So I assume. Well, I mean, they're going to weigh how well the Willow show does, and then they're going to drop right into Never Ending Story. Which never ends, because apparently it's being remade. All right, take a deep breath. Everybody holding suspense. Suspend your disbelief. Let's take a bet. Half the room, as Jordan's seen it, half the room Jordan hasn't seen it. 
I wish we could get like a live poll, but oh yeah, oh yeah, oh we're doing like if we were broadcasting on. Yeah, but like I've been from our Whether you believe Jordan has seen the movie or not, y'all, I've tried to watch this movie like five times, and I just can't buy in yet. I'm so wait, like you don't buy the dog dragon, you can't handle the dog dragon. No, it's like I can't get through the beginning until it like gets good for me. Wait, have you ever flipped on flipped it on the movie when like the evil dog creature wolf thing is going? I've like, seen like obviously bits throughout the whole movie. And Atreyu pulls up his little knife and he's like, "Face me, Gamak." Yep, I Aww. I'm gonna just crush you right now. But yeah, it's I just can't get through the part until it's good for me. So come on, it's like Oscar worthy. The big rock biter. He's a giant creature made out of rocks, and he has a tiny baby rock son. And he's like. These big strong hands. Yeah, I feel like if you <laughs> were to, to hold on to my friends, like, no. make it an assignment uh. for me, I would watch it because I've gone through like robot jocks and stuff. So <laughs> I would watch it if it was required. So well, it, don't don't feel too bad. I just barely caught up with it like a year or two ago. So you know, yeah, you got time. I mm. do have time, but I've tried. I have tried and. I'm gonna break. David's a lot of wearing words. a Gummo T-shirt. Not that we're endorsing the movie Gummo, but I don't think a Gummo fan would even understand the never-ending story. David, I understood it. I watched it. Mm. <laughs> I want to go like it if you're into Gummo. Yeah, what is your What is your feel on it, David? Since you just watched it like a year and a half ago. Oh, it, I mean, it's I mean, it's a beautiful movie to look at. Like the stuff John's talking about. Like. The rock creature would be done in CGI today and not look nearly as good. Um, some of the other, I mean, as as effects, it holds up really well, and there are some moments. Um, but it's not, it's not the movie audiences today are used to. Like, so if you haven't watched it for after a, a certain period of time, you're either going to be on board or you're not. I don't know. Um, it's a good movie. I think wow. that's a fair reading. I, I just Dude. didn't watch it as a kid, so it doesn't hold that, have that like, Listen, magic for me, David. All I gotta say is a dude rides a bat and another guy has the world's fastest snail. A racing snail. Dies. Uh, and the sadness gets the horse. Spoiler yeah. alert. It's the saddest thing you're ever gonna see in a movie. So I don't know if it helps to say that part, David, because that's kind of uh, really sad. Or it might help because some people are like, wait a minute, this fantasy has some like hardcore <laughs> like death going on? All right. Mm. Depends on who you are as a person, I suppose. I guess I could buy into that. Jordan, you kind of look like a character from the Never Ending Story. <laughs> Why is it that like? No, you look like you could be holding court in the I... Empress's Temple Castle, whatever thing, floating through space. Well, I'm gonna have to watch it now just to see if that right. was a compliment or an insult. So uh, she kind of looks like uh, I could say. I mean, minus the blonde hair, she could looks like the the one uh, princess or whatever grown up. I you've seen it way more times than I. Wow, you're breaking my heart now, Dave. It's the childlike empress is the name I've of the seen character. It one time, <laughs> I know and you love the movie. Printed on your brain or your heart. This is really sad. All right, okay, moving on. I'm. Uh, we're just gonna get the hell out of here. Uh, <laughs> Game of Thrones and Hot Fuzz stars Lena Headey and Nick Frost are playing a married couple on a deadly Swedish vacation in the horror comedy Zvalta. Now, I don't know what makes it deadly being a Swedish vacation or they're they're in. They're in Sweden. I mean, I, I don't know what. I guess that's the only reason it's categorized as a Swedish vacation turning deadly is because it happens to take place there. But um, hmm. maybe it's like a comedic midsummer. 
Oh, well, oh, it's like, uh, no, they're saying it's like, um, like if a couple was, like if you made fun of, okay, if like Midsummer had a sense of humor, or if the Wicker Man had a sense of humor, like those type movies, mm-hmm. David, hmm. right? Okay, so it is like a Midsummer. Like if they dropped you, David, in your little comedy. t-shirt in the never-ending story, then it'd be like your experience would be written down in this movie, and Nick Frost would play you. See? Okay. Yeah. Sure. Okay. All ties together. This blows my mind because, like, they talk about, you know, actually, no, that's not how I want to tell the story. Okay, this is how I want to tell the story. Could you imagine if Tom Hardy's, like, sitting there with his buddies and they're playing poker and I'm like, you know, Tom, I don't think you can fight. And then he gets up, he travels halfway across the world to a Brazilian jiu-jitsu tournament called the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Open Championship and wins gold. He's like, see, Steve, I put all that time, training, energy, and I win gold. What do you think, David? I wouldn't believe you. What? Not Tom Hardy. I don't know. I, it sounds like an unbelievable that's story. But that's just Dave not giving a shit about the about the headline. Wait, one, one. I was trying to play all. into it. Like, no, I don't believe uh, it. But then it happened. That is, right. yeah, I don't know. Wild, but I'm a fan of him. So, I mean. He must have signed up for that. our fight camp. That's what happened. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was thinking yeah. earlier. Well, I forgot he did that movie Warrior years ago where he played an MMA fighter, so maybe he took some of that training into real life. No, I said tonight's show was actually about vampires, so I should probably get to tonight's movie. We're like 10 minutes in, maybe? I don't know. Um, the movie Pale Blood has such a good premise that it's a total spoiler alert synopsis, so get ready, folks, or skip ahead and go to the favorite bits already. It's a serial killer masquerades as a vampire, so a real vampire steps in to stop the killer drawing too much attention to the world of vampires. What do you want to add, David? No, yeah, yeah, summed it up perfectly. That is that is the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Yeah, the vibe is definitely off tonight. No, I said, what do you want to add? Means that was like a subtle cue to you to move right into your dangerous facts. Oh well. (laughs) That's too late. The show's ruined. Nah, move on now. Wow. Yes, uh, I do have some dangerous facts, or at least uh, they're mild facts. I don't know. You you can classify them as dangerous if you want to. Um, so this actually features, I couldn't believe it. I had to look it up to see if it was a fake band in the movie, but nope. This features the real punk band Agent Orange, who sings some original songs in this movie, which kind of threw me off because they're more known for punk, and their music in this is like synth, 80s mm-hmm. pop, which is not a complaint. Um even though this movie does take place in LA, the whole thing was actually shot in Hong Kong. So uh, that kind of threw me off. Uh, this is the directorial debut for the co-directors, Vivi da- Dasheen Hsu, if I'm saying that right, and w- Michael W. Leeton. Um, so uh, this, um, this made total sense because when I was talking with John, I said the one thing I really liked about this movie with, uh, quite a few things, but the one thing that stood out is how good this movie looked. Well, it's no coincidence because it was shot by Gary Lively, who had shot previous episodes we have done and talked about Waxwork 1 and 2, Hellraiser 3, Warlock Armageddon, and he also shot the movie Friday. So <laughs> this movie actually had really, really good cinematography behind it. Um, and another thing I found interesting is the lead actor who plays Michael Fury and uh, George Chakras, if I'm saying it right. Uh, is an Academy Award winner for playing uh, for Best Supporting Actor uh, for playing Bernardo, the leader of the Sharks in West Side Story. So mm-hmm. I would have never guessed that guy was in West Side Story. And yeah, there we go. Oh, that's it, David. Did you just go off into space while I was reading, or were you... 
I liked him. I liked him, <laughs> Dave. I mean, I saw was... John's attention come back once I was like, he waited for a beat or two. He's like, okay, he must be done. Wow. There's a lot of band montages. And so I see why it was brought up in the details. So, um, before we get to Jordan's notorious favorite bits, <laughs> that's not dirty, folks. That's literally, we're going to talk about rating the movie and our, <laughs> our favorite parts from the movie. All right. Uh, talk about the Southern movie. After escaping prison, a charming criminal assumes a new identity and robs 59 banks and jewelry stores while being hunted by the police. Based on a true story, see Josh Dummel and Eliza Cuthbert and Mel Gibson in an only movie called Bandit. You can own it or you can rent it on digital now. And also, hold on, just to remind everybody... Fight Camp brings the best workout in the world to your home and makes it fun. Explore thousands of workouts led by expert trainers and meet you on your own time. Live punch stats motivate you to push harder and help you map out your progress. You can get the full package. It comes with all the gear you need to start boxing from home, including a freestanding punching bag, boxing gloves, quick hand wraps, and smart punch trackers. And it takes up less space than you think. If you have enough room to do a push-up, you have enough room for Fight Camp. It's a family workout as well. You can get the whole family involved. Fight Camp is one of the only workouts that is safe for kids to do because there are no heavy weights or spinning wheels. It's an amazing way for them to get their energy out, learn something new, and share an experience with the whole family. Join the biggest boxing community in the world without leaving your home with Fight Camp. Go to fightcamp.com forward slash binge watchers to learn more. And now we can get to our favorite bits about the movie. Literally nothing else. <laughs> nothing else. Not my nothing notorious else. favorite bits. Yeah. And so not anything about the movie that we have to call Frank in HR, who's a cat. Just to so, remind everybody, if they missed the joke on several episodes, go back like the last five. We've set up this whole <laughs> character as Frank. Yep. Yeah. We're about to give him an email. So it's worth the $6 a month to pay Google <laughs> to have an extra email for a cat. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yep. Well, the bits. Um, you know, I would agree with David's dangerous details is that the sets were super beautiful. If there's anything with neon lights, I am such a fan. Love the costume design. Very, you know, I don't know. I think it's very interesting to look at that kind of stuff. 1990s downtown LA chic. Yeah, you nailed it. I mean, it's just cool. Cool costumes. Cool setting. So, um, but... You know, I love a good movie when the, like, bad guy just gets, you know, justice in the end. I don't want to, like, do too much of a spoiler alert, but love that he gets institutionalized at the end. Um, yeah, that that felt very honest. And I love that he's having the conversation with the two vampires. Um, just kind of, like, did a little funny spin on that. But, yeah, no, that's, that's all I guess I have to say. What about you, Dave? Um, I don't know. Where do I start with this? Uh, so, you know, as you said, I won't go on and on more. I love the look of this movie. Like, um, like you said, the neon looks this, this, this took place in the, or this was released in the early nineties, but this might as well still be an extension of the eighties. Uh, just has that look to it. Mm-hmm. Um, as I was telling John, um, I love the, not one, but two music, complete music videos in the first 20 minutes that just like, <laughs> hey, we're going to take, take out seven minutes and give you two great music videos, folks. And we'll have the characters. The power of video, background. David. 
Um, and I didn't hate them. This is actually a bit, I was kind of surprised when I found out this was a band I actually really like. But again, they're more known for punk music and not the synth pop that's in this movie. Uh, but I still like the music in it. Uh, like, I think a song's called The Hand That Feeds, uh, not the Nine Inch Nails song. Um, I love the I love the uh, performance of the bad guy, our um, Van. Van. Yeah. Who is who's not so, you know, like, they don't say it out loud, but they beat you over the head like, oh, hey. Descendant of Van Helsing, or at least he's our Van Helsing in this story. Um, but what I, I love about ca- I didn't even catch that. Oh yeah, Vampire Hunter. And they're, they're going to go hang sure. out at Drax's house. Yeah. Um, but um, so I am going to spoiler alert. Skip ahead twenty seconds. I don't know how long I'm going to take with this. Um, the main bad guy, I I, I love. Um, he he gives us the best performance in this, and as Jordan says, you know, like he he ends up going to. Uh, to the you know funny farm as they used to call it i don't know if that's appropriate anymore you know or you know to a mental health facility um but um he just just he does little things that he has just very interesting performance and like there's a scene where like i was even though he's a bad guy that's what i was gonna say i love how in any other movie in dracula or anything else with van helsing type character he would be the quote-unquote good guy and he was actually the main villain of this and our vampire was actually the good guy so i thought that was an interesting twist uh, but there's a scene where he's trying to shoot. He's a videographer. He's an he's a video artist, as he would call himself. And he's taking a he's shooting this girl holding an egg between her or in her thighs or in or, uh, below her knees, whatever. Her knee pit. Her knee pit. There we go. That's the perfect <laughs> name for her knee pit. And he's just trying to direct these girls like a photographer would. Like, all right, now touch it with the tip of your finger. And they can't. Like, they just got the serious case of the giggles. And like, you see his like. All right, ladies, let's be professional. Just touch it. And they're like, he's just going nuts. Like, I felt his frustration. I'm like, dude, it's simple. Touch the egg. That's all he's telling you to do. Touch the egg. I was feeling his frustration. That was a sultry setup, though, David. They were really employing both video techniques and the fact that, like, this is what's going to sell this video. They're going to walk into the <laughs> rental store, and this it's this scene. It's the egg scene. This gets this thing off the shelf. It's going to move DVDs, or not DVDs. It's going to move videos. <laughs> going to move VHS. Yeah. yeah. Going to move these tapes out the door. I feel like there's raw footage of just that video, like for other markets outside of the movie. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Van was know. definitely a guy t- that you like hate to love, but love to hate, you know? It was perfect. He, he's such a good actor. I think I was telling John too, like he's known for being like a bit of a eccentric actor. Like he'll just, he's, he's known for playing nutty roles or just going out there. And he was actually kind of restrained in this movie, but just right. He just gave enough craziness for this performance definitely has the facial structure for that and the like facial expressions to just be a little bit out there well there's a barking dog somewhere (laughs) he agrees he also likes the actor in this movie (laughs) i concur dog watcher all right Mm. right. oh john's got a list list. (laughs) i can't blame him like i had to bring it down to two or three because i could use one as a joke in the beginning so it wouldn't take as long yeah a little inside in Little inside baseball. Um, oh, I wrote down what a great name for a vampire. His name is Michael Fury. Um, it's nice that the vampire was afraid of the killer. What like what the killers did to the victims? He was actually shocked by how far it went with the victims. Um, oh, I lo- the one reference that I did catch. I didn't catch that he might be related to Van Helsing, but I did catch uh, that he had a vampire hunting sword from the 16th century. And I'm like, oh, that's going to come up later in the big fight. Sure enough, it did. Act three, folks. It's like the last 10 minutes of the movie. Oh, I'm in love with the fact that this most of the special effects are old video techniques that they developed in the 80s and 90s. 
You know, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? They just pop people in and out of frame. They just change the colors like you guys were talking about with their filters. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there was one really crazy sound effect. Every time he used a vampire power, it's like wind. It's like wind or something. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, yeah. Then the girl was like interrogating him to see if he was a vampire. And I just found myself like instinctively yelling at the movie, which I don't do. But I yelled, you murdered my heart. You know what I mean? Like I was like <laughs> caught up in this intense interrogation scene. And I was like, oh, man. I didn't want it to turn into Twilight, and I'm glad it didn't. But oh, the actor that uh, my co-hosts are talking about is Wings Hauser. David from neglected to mention that Cole Hauser is a son who's on that show Yellowstone. Um, see, his son and daughter are. Actors. Rather, I would say he's in but, my favorite movie, Days and Confused. But okay, but I agree. According to this note that I have that I wrote while I was watching this in a night fever, is <laughs> Wing Hauser is often the best actor in the worst movies. Usually something that is direct video, like then that's true. Like if the guy had maybe a fair shot, he probably would have, uh, you know, been up there with like a Nick Cage or a. Uh, Nick Cage is probably the most appropriate comparison. Comparison. He just goes yeah. there. In um, fact, he did a movie uh, called Get Even. Although when they printed up the video boxes, it looked like it said Get Evan because they didn't space Get and Even. I'm done. Enough. That was all my like special notes. But then I found another note. Yeah. I was watching freaking Shark Tank and I wrote down, I need to really look up this pizza pack. I want to order this collapsible pizza pack. <laughs> collapsible pizza pack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was writing down like, uh, I already well, I already mentioned I was researching like uh, ad-supported video on demand channels. I wrote down Roku TV. There's a channel called Dropout sponsored or set up by College Humor. There's Red Bull TV. Spectrum Cable has a television thing. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, clearly my life is about TV. Yeah, but I like to think of myself as more of a Sam Peckinpah fighting, fucking, drinking, smoking, living till the end of time, immoralized, rather than Dave often says we're just like guys just watching movies in the middle of the night. I like to think we're a little bit cooler than that, Dave. We could really we could really I shake mean, the mountains if we had to. If you want to be like Sam Peckinpah and do this, I suppose you could just, you know, watch movies with a loaded gun, but <laughs> just your sitting there the whole time like, wow, pale blood. You're going to hit your mark or we're going to go play uh, Russian roulette with the uh, Colt 45. Anyway, notorious stories. Look up Sam Peckinpah, folks. He directed The Wild Bunch, some other things. Bring me the head of Alfredo Garcia. That still hasn't made its li- its way onto the playlist, has it, Dave? No, in fact, not I actually own a Blu-ray of that. I think I watched that over the pandemic. Wow. Yeah, don't say the full word. We don't want the iTunes to suppress the episode and Google to be like, sorry, you can't show this to your friends on YouTube. Mm. The panini then. Jerks. Panini it is. Which brings us to how we rate the movie. We don't want to be judged, but we will judge others. Okay. Binge now, binge later, or binge never, Jordan? It was a binge now for me. It was perfect in between weird and like just in time for spooky season. I would totally mm. recommend it to people. Yeah. So, yeah. What about you, Dave? Uh, it's a binge now for me, too. Um, when John threw this out, I'd heard of this movie, but I, I didn't know that much more about it. Um, and I'm really happy I sat down and watched this. Um, this feels like I was, the other thing I told John, it feels like the closest thing I'm going to get to the series of vampire detective novels I read, even though the vampire was not. Yeah, which blew my mind. First of all, I had no no idea that Dave liked vampires. I had no idea that Dave liked vampire novels. I had no idea that Dave liked specifically a subgenre of vampire detective <laughs> novels. Because I've come across like four different sleazy vampire detective series. 
See, and uh, I had no, I, I I only read one. I'm not that big into vampire. Like all those things John's are saying, John is saying. I'm like, yeah, I guess, but I mean, I'm not that huge into vampire. I just glommed onto this one series. Um, uh, can we get the recommendations, please? Because this sounds right up my alley. Uh, it's a series of novels. Uh, the the detective, the vampire detective, in it is Felix Gomez. Uh, but it has titles like X-rated uh, zo- or X-rated werewolves, I think, or is it X-rated bloodsuckers, jailbait zombie. Uh, the beasts of stripper flats, I think, or stuff like it sounds. The titles are very B movie, so you get the tone right away of what you're getting into. Um, and that's what this movie felt like. That's and that's a compliment. I I don't know. I just like the tone of this movie. Binge now. What about you, John? John? Oh yeah, it's a big binge now. I don't. I I thought I had seen like most vampire movies, and except for like maybe a couple new releases that aren't worth looking at. And. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't confirm or deny where I've seen any of the Twilight movies. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, easily a binge now. I mean, Pell Blood, it's been in my queue forever, and I just never played it. And then, honestly, guys, this week was really tough, because as Jordan said, we needed a good movie to slide into, like, the Halloween season, you know, to, like, move into scary movies and into, like, overtime and, like, full speed ahead. And I was like, oh, yeah. We need something that hits like Lady Terminator, but we don't have another Lady Terminator. And like, I felt bad still that Jordan missed that week. I was like, <laughs> what do we got in the pipeline? And so I really like, I, there were so many titles, like um, somebody that's promoting stuff for uh, full moon pictures. And like, we, I've been trying to get closer to the full moon circle for like ever. Like there's doll man, there's puppet master, there's freaking trancers, which like has some of the best ideas for time travel in the, corniest b movie possible but it has a great actor again like a wing hauser but stuck in these other movies but some of them are really good some of them are really bad but some of them are really good but um they're like oh Castle we're gonna do this free. trivia thing <laughs> yeah so full moon pictures has like this company blog or whatever doing this trivia thing and they sent us an email so like, i'm talking to them back and forth about that but it's like we could have easily watched one of their movies like a full moon feature but i don't know like i'm really happy with the movie that we landed on anyway no i mean like like lady terminator like this could have if this was tweaked a little bit this could have been a really bad movie like poorly acted i mean not every performance is as good as the as the ones we were talking about but like it just had the right ingredients like just to be a great movie. well i'm glad you both took the ride like you guys were super positive when i dropped the title information on you in the text i didn't you know i it could have gone one way or the other you turn it on and you see the four square, the four three of the video. You're like, what are we watching? And like, and the special effects aren't great, and it's not that bloody. It's not like a gory horror movie. It's just like a. It's just a good story. Substantial, yeah. It's a better story. Well told. Yeah. Yeah. Um, should I put her on the spot? Ask her about a classic movie. <laughs> Haven't seen any. No shameful screenings, you know, of historic right. good movies that I have watched um, recently. Well, I guess uh, time will tell if the Bandit movie is any good, but we're giving some away. So if you want a free copy, drop us a five-star review, 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 like Jordan likes to say. And uh, what? What do we like to do? We like to review. Review. (laughs) Anyway, drop that good review. Comment on YouTube. Um... Agree with Dave about Gummo or don't agree with Dave about Gummo. Oh, what did you want them to poll on at the beginning? They could still take that poll. You remember? You're like, I wish I could make this a poll. Oh, 
um, if I had seen Neverending Story or not. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was yeah, the yeah. Whole. Well, I guess we kind of ruined it because then we made you tell us. Uh, yeah. Ooh, maybe that should be a thing. I don't know. We'll have to we, figure out the kinks of that. But like each week, we should have like a classic movie that we think everybody has seen. Like, has Jordan seen it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's we could still ask Twitter Pulp tonight. Fiction or uh, you know, Labyrinth or I don't know. Dude, I, uh, Pulp Fiction I have seen. So <laughs> have you seen oh, Labyrinth? <laughs> No, <sighs> I, I would I would recommend Labyrinth over Never Ending Story any day. You would you would recommend oh, yeah. it? Okay, whoa, okay. It's, got, it's got David. Well, David, we don't have another hour to sit here and debate what you just said. Like <laughs> it's not fair, dude. He drops these things at the end at the end of the ratings. Oh man, dude. All right, I'm calling John's Dave got, after the John's show. getting like his blood pressure's going up, <laughs> foreheads. Just it really is. Hold on, do I got any fucking pills in my desk drawer? What the, <laughs> the shit, man? No. Flop sweat, just like oh my. <laughs> I've had too many of these. I don't know if I should advertise this or not because they're not sponsoring us. But there's a uh, there's a star shaped energy drink out there that dropped this new flavor called pineapple coconut, and it's not carbonated, and it's really good. Yeah, and isn't it a recovery beverage? It's in the recovery line, yeah. There's a company out there that makes a recovery like, line. Hmm. Um, like alcohol recovery? <laughs> I don't know. That's just yes, what popped in my head. Yes, it's recovering from a hangover with a little bit of energy to boost you up during the day. Well, lots I mean, of people are dropping I would those. still believe that. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. If that's how they advertise it, like, yeah, that makes sense. Just get up, uh, pop one of these guys. I don't know. I'm assuming... Their new, yeah. there are their new lines is called Hair of the Dog. Like, hey, just you know, mm. these will set you right. That'll sell. Honestly, if there was a hangover cure you could put in a can, that would be the perfect name for it. Just Hair of the Dog. It would be Hair perfect. Dog. Yep. Wow. It's like oxygen or just a little bit of water. It's just like pure water, no alcohol. That's what it is. <laughs> All like it liquid. is Gatorade in a can versus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just like a non <laughs> nondescript sports drink. What are you drinking? Like literally, some Blue. companies just literally ripping off trucks of Gatorade and pouring it in their can. <laughs> Actually, speaking of tr- uh, trucks getting knocked over with drinks inside, I, I wasn't necessarily going to talk about it on this episode, but I was going to try to work it in somehow. Like, I'm really torn. Like, the Bang Energy Drink CEO has like lost his mind. He filed a lawsuit against PepsiCo. They had some kind of energy drink deal fallout. I'm like, oh, this is like being caught between parents in a bad divorce or something. Like, I love Mountain Dew. I love Bang Energy. What what am I gonna do? Who's gonna emerge victorious? Like, but I guess like he accused him of racketeering and like uh, um, tampering with facilities, like destroying drink coolers with like I don't know, you know, millions of cans, like the main processing facilities for the Bang Energy or whatever. And then Pepsi, I don't know if they stole a formula or they took they walked away from their deal with the Bang Company and like now they have their own hard seltzer which resembles Bang Energy, something like that. Wild. Yeah, it is, dude, it's so wild because like they're dropping all this information, all this legal stuff on freaking Instagram of all places. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But it's super have interesting. You, have you guys ever seen this how-to show with I think his name is John Wilson on HBO? Mm-mm. Oh yes. So oh, in one of his episodes, yes. he accidentally, oh, talking he accidentally ends up at the Bang Energy Drink Mansion, right. and he thinks he's at a accidentally like a nine like he thinks he's at the birthday party of the CEO, but the CEO must have like a nine-year-old daughter or something. And then a full-grown woman walks in with her friends, and they're dressed as nine-year-old girls, and she's like thirty-seven, and it's her like thirty-seventh birthday party or something. And that was the, that was the theme that she picked for her party, 
And you're like, like the CEO's wife. Yeah, it's the CEO's wife. And then like he walks in and you're you're just like, holy shit. It's like Wolf of Wall Street. But it's no, it's like Florida of Wall Street. (laughs) You know what I mean? I forgot about that. I watched that ages ago. Yeah, dude. And it's it's wild, man. It's wild. I'm gonna have to watch this episode because it sounds crazy ridiculous. So yeah, I like to. I jammed in for that one because it's like he somehow gets on the property and the property has like a giant swimming pool. It's got a its own basketball court. It's got its own personal gym. And then like the CEO like was spinning the entire episode and it's like a documentary series, but he was like turning it into like you know a bang energy endorsed yes. like moment. Uh, <laughs> like, he's like, he's oh, wait, like, you have HBO cameras here. Well, let me tell you some things. Like, oh, and oh, HBO's here. And then, like, as he started talking, it became more like he was directing the video and explaining that HBO was there for Bang, as opposed to the fact that it's there for the documentary crew. It was like, ah, it's so good. Yeah, it's wild. Anyway, watch Pellblood. It's on Tubi right now. It might go away. Who knows? It's it's like a video copy, like, onto digital. But it's like a VHS rip or something. Yeah, it's like, and it just came out like so. If that's the only way to stream it, otherwise, I guess you got to buy the Blu-ray on Vinegar Syndrome. As well. Wait, so are you going to add it to your collection? I, I'm going to wait for a sell to go on, but I think I may buy because I actually want to see the whole picture. Like it was so well shot, I want to see like the whole thing. Did you guys watch a movie besides uh, Pellblood? Oh, Not a movie. Shows, right? Yeah, yeah, shows are killing it for some reason. Shows are like better than movies right now. Well, I mean, where's the line? I mean, when you have like big name directors doing TV shows, like what's the difference anymore other than length? And more content to consume. I know that sounds so cheesy, but it's like being able to watch nine episodes of something instead of like Mm. an hour and a half. But yeah, definitely got started on Dahmer. Won't go into the details, but Evan Peterson did an excellent job and I'll let I know Dave was interested in watching it tonight, so I won't. Well, yeah, I mean, um, I know this has been the big show for the last couple of days. And oh, like yeah. I said, I haven't had a chance to check it out yet, but it's probably going to be at least one or two episodes watched tonight by me because I can't hold off that much longer. It looks too good. Yeah, they like do a good job with the timeline, I would say, like kind of jumping mm-hmm. into it right away and then like revisiting a ton of different incidences. So... I'm just it's it can't it can't get any worse than the um I know a lot of people loved it but I could not stand the two um Ted Bundy things that came out the documentary and then the movie with um Zach Efron Zach Efron it's just mm-hmm. they weren't bad they were just dull yeah like like for a serial killer story that had a lot of crazy stuff going on like I I can't think of something more boring than those that documentary and that movie yeah this definitely uh, gets infuriating and like decent amount of gore you know i don't think that okay. they make you feel it doesn't make you feel uncomfortable but there's some parts where i was like okay mm. uh yeah so definitely well, speaking of uncomfortable Ooh, is this your um, pick? yes actually um probably the most unsettling thing i've seen in a while um and I won't spoil too much because it could be sparked for a good debate, but I watched this new movie on Shudder called Speak No Evil. Um, basically, it's about a, a couple who meet, uh, it's, I think it's a Dutch couple and a Swedish couple. Um, they meet up, uh, the, the Swedish couple meet up with their Dutch friends at their house or people they just met on vacation. And it just turns into this story of manners and like 
how far does the, the Dutch couple like constantly pushes the buttons of the Swedish couple? I mean, and it's just like these little microaggressions. Like they know that the wife is a vegetarian and so they serve nothing but meat. Um, you know, mm-hmm. if they have to ride somewhere in the car, they're playing the music way too loud. Even when asked like, Hey, can you shut it down? It's a little too loud. And it just escalates. And, and like, it's just, it becomes more and more uncomfortable. And you're like, why aren't you guys leaving at some point? And, and I won't spoil where it goes from there, but the last, 10 to 15 minutes of this movie will churn your stomach. Oh. Um, it has just one of the most. That's unsettling. what Jordan looks for every week. <laughs> but no, it's, it's not exactly a feel good time at the movies, but you, you will not stop thinking about it. I will say that. So hmm. if you want to be really creeped out and disturbed, watch speak no evil and shudder. Hmm. John. Yeah. I haven't watched any movies really, except for the movie of the week. And I was really happy that I did. Although I started watching part of Transfers 2 because I was considering making Jordan watch the sequel and not having seen the first one. Oh, that's kind of, oh, that's kind of messed up because then, you know, if she's one of those people that have a compulsion, like, well, I can't pick up in the middle of the story, then you're just making her watch two movies. Yeah, well, I'm still worried about Hellraiser because we're going to watch the new Hellraiser, which is technically like a soft reboot. So it's not necessary to watch the classic Hellraisers, but it's like you know they're really good at least the first three after that the first two yeah. yeah um third one's all right and then it falls off after that but but the characters only carry over for the trilogy anyway you know what i mean like you're following one main character through like the first couple of stories so hmm. yeah um next week oh we're gonna oh wait actually i should talk about spring speaking of like uh if you watch free v that's where i found that one movie that jordan wanted me to watch uh that slasher movie Oh yeah, knife plus heart. Yeah, but um, Dave recommended I check out the story called Sprung, which is like, oh yeah, when they let out some nonviolent criminals during the pandemic surge, and then they got to integrate back into society. But there's like, kind of like a, a Martha Plimpton, who's like an 80, an '80s actor, but she's also was in a really funny short-lived sitcom, but they brought back the same guy that was in that sitcom with her to, to be the main guy in this. And he's like, he's convicted of marijuana, but when it was illegal and now it's legal everywhere. So he's like, I sat in jail for 26 years for no reason. Yeah. He, <laughs> he just like a like, little bit of weed in 94 and got in jail for 30 years. But what's cool about the years. show is it basically spans like 10 years of each character's life. And because there's like four central characters, it hmm. has time to like jump in and out of like what's going on with them, how they got there, what they're doing. And it's just kind of like, kind of my name is early, actually. Like these, uh, if you like. Well, it's from that. It's from the creator of that in Raising Hope, who the, that couple was in that you were yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah. They're uh, very like hometown or like, I don't know if I would say hillbilly, but like just folksy, small town, like redneck Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it kind of reminds me of my, parts of it kind of remind me of my hometown. <laughs> like in, in some of those shows. Oh, the how about the fight over the soda stream? Did you see that episode? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Did yeah. you? How far have you watched the whole thing? I'm almost at the end of the se- the season that's available. Yeah. Okay, so there's there the show. What's really brilliant, or I mean, give or take, at the end of during the credits, they always have like a throwaway joke, whether it's just like a still shot of somebody running around or doing something. But there's a throwaway joke in an episode where these two, this uh, gay couple is complaining about who's controlling the radio. And like, well, I sat there and listened to the whole, uh, uh, what's his name, a Jimmy Buffett musical for you. And at the very end of the episode, they have just the still shot of those two sitting in a moving truck. 
and seeing like a Broadway version of Hamburgers in Paradise, and it just it kills me. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> it's probably the most hilarious thing on that. Show, yeah, it's so an episode where they're good. trying to steal the real art and replace it with fake art to try to yeah. hawk it or whatever. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's actually but, pretty good. But I mean, fighting with the neighbor out the soda stream, like that was a big deal. That was that was funny. Um, so now we come back for this. They did. They adapted this horror novel called My Best Friend's Exorcism, and we're gonna watch that. And uh, that'll kick off our Halloween season, and which is you know one of my only two legitimate holidays besides Food Day, which comes a month after. But October will be screams, screens, and scream queens. Right beer with us instead of saying right here. Do you see what I did there, Dave? I said mm-hmm. right beer yeah. with us. I got it. Pull the Jordan. I, I tried love to, it. Yeah. Right beer with us all month long. Screen right, Queen the, approves. Yeah, I was gonna say I pulled the trigger a little too early on that one. Oh, so hold it okay. against me. Roll yeah, it. I thought you were gonna say scream. <laughs> <laughs>